Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the New Books Network. Welcome back to New Books in History, a channel of the New Books Network. I am Vladislav Lilic, a doctoral candidate in modern European history at Vanderbilt University. In today's episode, I am pleased to host Dr. Joseph Fradera, professor of modern and contemporary history at the Universitat Pompeu Fabra in Barcelona. Dr. Fradera studies and teaches the global history of European empires in the early modern and modern eras. He has authored several monographs on Spanish imperialism, followed in 2015 by La Nación Imperial, a monumental two-volume comparative study of American, British, French, and Spanish empire-making in the long 19th century. For the next 45 or so minutes, we will discuss a somewhat condensed English-language version of Dr. Fredera's magnum opus, published in 2018 by Princeton University Press as The Imperial Nation, Citizens and Subjects in the British, French, Spanish, and American Empires. The book traces how imperial states of the Atlantic Basin survived half a century of revolutionary upheaval between 1770 and 1830, and subsequently developed and applied similar formulas to stabilize and expand their rule, creating new patterns of citizenship, subjecthood, representation, subjugation, and exclusion. Dr. Federa, welcome to New Books Network, and thank you for taking the time to talk to me about your work. Well, thank you to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Mm-hmm. And as is customary on our channel, I will start us off by asking how your previous research had led you to write The Imperial Nation. So your primary interests encompass the history of Spanish imperialism. How did you come to embrace the comparative method? Yeah, it is, it's, it's very easy to explain this, I guess. I'll try to, to do it in, in some minutes. Uh, I start working on the Spanish colonies of 19th century. Then I get to the 18th century mainly to try to 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 trace the origins of the 19th century uh, Spanish colonialism. Then I notice that the at, at the time of the Napoleonic invasion in the Spanish Peninsula, the liberals made some attempts to to attract the the Creoles in Latin America, what it's now called Latin America, the Spanish, Hispanic, Hispanic America at the time, uh, through promises of uh, some source of equality. This failed completely in the, at the beginning of the 19th century, and then the, it developed a different, moment, uh, a different model, trying to, uh, to build two different approaches to the Spanish legislation, one for the metropole and one for the, the Spanish colonies. This, it, se- it seemed at the time that it was very uh, understandable because the, the Spanish history, it was supposed that the Spanish history played a very little role in the European liberalism at the time. But then I noticed that some, something very similar happened uh, if we try to compare the Spanish colonialism with the French one and the, even the British one, the, the main liberal uh, country in the, uh, in the European 19th century, the, everywhere, mostly everywhere, the colonials were rejected in order to, to participate in the, the, the liberal model of the, of the metropoles at the, at the time. Uh, in, in different, in uh, th- this was the need to an explanation in different levels. Every every country had the uh, particular particular um, development. I needed to to work on this uh, more carefully than since uh, had been uh, at the time. 
it took me more or less, I don't want to exaggerate, 10, maybe 15 years to work in a book that compares these different models, including the United States, because I consider since the very beginning that the United States was an empire, an, an empire that played their role as a, a, a continental empire, but I, I, I wanted to, to include it in this comparison, uh, thinking in, in different uh, questions like the relationship with the Native Americans, the relationship with, uh, between North and South, uh, and South very, with a, a different, in some ways, constitution. If we compare this with the Northern colonies, uh, the time of the 13 colonies, and even later, uh, all along the 19th century, at, at least since the, since the Civil War. Then I, I, I started working in the, this uh, in this constitutional developments in these four countries, the Spain, Spain, United States, uh, the British one, and the, the Great Britain and, and, and France. It took me a lot of time. But at, at the end, I, I, I noticed that in all of these four countries, and maybe I should raise some other kind of comparison with a, a different one, uh, a more several ones, but I, 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 it took me a lot of time to, to describe and to understand and to, and to, uh, and to study these four different empires, countries and empires, because it was the relationship between uh, the, the metropole and the colonies, then it took me a lot of time and to understand this uh, from a, a kind of le, uh, legislative and constitutional uh, different two models, one for the colonies and one for the, uh, the metropole. Then and at the end, I should, uh, I can say uh, very clearly that there, there, it is a kind of similarity between these four examples that I choose at, at, uh, in, a, in a moment that it, it happened to, uh, long ago. It's, it's a wonderful description of the project's boundaries. And, and your point of departure is a general crisis of imperial monarchies that accelerates in the second half of the 18th century, uh, rapidly growing material and political costs of transcontinental warfare, opened up spaces for for new discourses and political languages of sovereignty, representation, and rights on both sides of the Atlantic. So how did empires renegotiate the parameters of their constitutions in the global age of, of revolutions? Yeah, um, is, is a bit, this is a very good question. No one, no one in the ancient regime, no one in the all times of uh, the beginning of the um, Atlantic empires, no one asked for uh, equality between metropoles and the colonies. This is something that happened at the time, at the beginning of liberalism, when it, it seems that a constitution can embrace both uh, colonies and, and the metropole. But this is, this is a project that failed completely before, uh, uh, before and after the, Napole the Napoleonic wars in Europe and the expansion of the British Empire all over the world uh, at the beginning of the 19th century. This is, the, the, this is in fact, the beginning of my, my project. How, at the, at the moment of the liberal revolutions, this, this, uh, this, uh, this, this uh, question of uh, a proposed equality between the subjects in the metropole and the colonies Fail, uh, fail, um, fail because it was impossible to implement this uh, in, in, in different moments. In, in, in different moments, it depends of the experience or the, 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 the example that we are trying to describe, but it failed uh, in the four examples that I, 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 I choose um, since the very beginning. Um, I'm not a, a a historian of um, 
of the uh, a law historian or a, a historian mainly concerned with the constitutional developments. Um, uh, and some some ways, I, I, it, it maybe it could seem uh, a, a kind of exaggeration, but I'm a historian of economic and social developments. I start working with questions related with uh, slavery, uh, trade, uh, merchandising, or connections between, in 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 some sense, in constitutional, in 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 the colonial in the colonial world, um, mainly related with the, the Atlantic Atlantic um, empires since the 18th century uh, till the beginning of the 20th century. That's why. Uh, I decide to to study why, for what reasons, this um, this uh, this uh, uh, this um, this desires of some sense of equality between the colonies and metropoles fail. It, my my study is not only a question of constitutional models of uh, the examples of um, ideological or or ideological or cultural developments in in the, the relationship between colonies colonies and metropoles is a, what I what I decide that it that force to shift from from one idea of uh, possible equality to a sort of uh, inequality very well expressed in in law in law history was where the the, the crisis that at some at some moments uh, forced the metropolis to exclude colonials and this this crisis were were um, many times a question related with slavery the crisis of slavery, upheavals uh, um, in in the colonies, uh, demands that cannot be uh, that cannot that cannot be uh, in some ways uh, uh, can can couldn't have a, a solution from the metropole's point of view. That's for I, I can I can I, I can. Use some examples to to define this. For instance, uh, in in these different empires, what forced uh, the Napoleonic reestablishment of uh, of slavery in the in the uh, in the in the sugar colonies uh, by uh, the old sugar colonies in the Caribbean in the French Caribbean was the the crisis in Haiti. This is very clear. Uh, but but uh, in the future, what happened, for instance, in Jamaica, in the Moran Bay crisis in, in Jamaica in 1865, uh, that forced the, the England to abolish the, the, the Jamaican uh, assembly uh for one stroke was the the, the a kind of uh, a serious uh, a serious confrontation between uh the the former slaves and the the governor in in, in this place the same can can be the, the same happened in the united states with uh, uh, in, in different moments the same happened in the spanish colonies and this can be easily described this is not. That's why my book is not. Or my book or the examples I took to work mainly in my book was not a question of only uh, the, the 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 defeat of the the failure of the the uh, consti- some constitutional proposals or constitutional projects, but not only this, but the 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 real the real. Uh, the real conflict between this, the ideas of how to organize the colonies uh, with the, the, the conflicts that happened at the time where these questions were discussed in the metropoles. This is not the, the, it was not only the failure or the conflict between 
different ideas in the metropole about how to organize the colonies, but the conflicts that happen at this, the, the moment where these questions were discussed between the metro, the, the, politi- uh, the, 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 polit- uh, the colonial policy and the upheavals or the conflicts that happen in the, in the cost, social and economic causes in the, in the, in the colonies. I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm explaining this well, but that's why, that's why I, 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 I said since the very beginning that I'm not, only, I'm not a historian of, of law, I'm not a historian of constitutional problems exclusively. I, I try to relate this with social, mainly with social history in the colonies at the same time. Exactly. I mean, complex matters require complex explanations. And, and you argue that the initial impulse to integrate nationals from both hemispheres, as you said yourself, was quickly substituted with regimes of specialness or what you deem dual dual constitutions that rigidly con- contrasted the metropole and the empire. What are the first instances of this shift and how did different imperial states influence each other, each other's empire making in the post-Napoleonic era. Could you give us some examples of how this process unfolded in, in a trans-imperial context? Uh, I'm not sure these empires, these four empires, were very much aware about what, what was happening in, the, in, in, other, in other cases. They were made... Uh, it's it's very um, it's not that common to insist that we're kind uh, isolation isolation process that happen in these four different different experiences. Uh, I know that that's why I'm, sometimes I feel not very much comfortable with the idea of a global history that is able to explain everything. I, I rather prefer maybe like a, the all uh, anthropological vision of uh, very particular cases, but I rather prefer to to um, to work through a very particular cases and try to um, explain well what happened in, in in these different cases. I'm not I'm not. Of course, um, I, I wrote a comparative book. The comparisons are the, 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 the heart of the matter in, 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 in the book that we're talking about. The Imperial Nation is a book trying to compare uh, and to reach some conclusions comparing these four empires. But, in, but to reach this final point deserves to work... Uh, with a particular histories, with a particular experiences, and I'm not, I'm not very much uh, convinced that the 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 political actors in this in in this in different moments in these four empires were were very much aware about what was happening in in this in different in different contexts beside their their own particular agenda. Trying to solve the problems that were, for instance, there is one example above all of them. How can you can how can we imagine, except the question of the, the abolition of slavery, that this is really, uh, I, I say something very more specific about this, but the 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 only real agenda that. Uh, that was um, influencing very much to all these foreign empires is the question of the abolition of slavery, because slavery was an institution very much, very much embedded in all uh, imperial experiences and all imperial projects by European powers, including Great Britain in North America uh, since the 18th century. Or since 17th and 18th century, uh, the uh, slavery and the abolition of slavery, and what happened after the abolition of slavery, like like um, like the is the case of the example of 
Jamaica in 1965 that were mentioned before. This is the only case when I really notice that there is a common ground all uh, relating this for for uh, four cases that I choose to explain in in some comparative uh, ground. But except this, the political and the the, the, the political um, solutions and the liberal uh, and the law solutions that were choose, that were chosen by these uh, four different empires are not very much easily to compare. They were trying to solve their problems. They were not very much uh, looking at the at the at the competitors. They were not very much. Uh, looking at the, um, the, 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 the solutions that were used by their competitors in the imperial, in the imperial war of 19th century. I, I, I'm, I'm insisting, except the question of, uh, of the abolition of slavery, and that it's very easy to understand because this is what was very much the influence of the humanitarian humanitarians, uh, the the humanitarians in England and in the United States in Pennsylvania first of all, and then all over the the American uh, thir- thirteen colonies, and after in in Great Britain and after in France and Spain, this is the only uh, c- case when I clearly noticed that there was a common ground uh, where these four experiences were moving. Well, this then leads us to the central category of of your work, uh, the imperial nation. Uh, What is an imperial nation uh, and how come all these four qualities that that you compare and analyze through the long 19th century uh, come to be defined as an imperial nation? And and what is the relationship within empire and nation in in your analysis? Uh, You are right. I was very amazed that no one before me, and this is not publicity at all, uh, were called were, um, call these uh, empires of 19th century as a, an imperial nation. I was surprised noticing this before uh, meanwhile I was working in this in this in, in this book. I, it took me a, lo- a lot of time at least uh, almost 10 years writing this, first the Spanish version and then the English one. Uh, my former uh, boss in, in Princeton, Professor, the late Professor John, John, John Elliott, Sir John Elliott, uh, told me, what are you calling this uh, like imperial nations? And, and, and my response and my answer was very clear. They, they, these empires of 19th century these liberal empires of 19th century, after the, the, the great crisis of the end of eight, uh, 18, at the beginning of 19th century, were, de- were, develop- were developing at the same time as nations, as in empires. Imagine, for instance, the case of uh, Britain. Uh, Britain was built as, an, as a nation, at the same time as an empire. It was not uh, an England empire. They were. It was not a, a Scottish empire. It was not uh, at, at all. At the same time, the, um, um, at the same time, England and Scotland were assembling as a as a as a single nation. Something that today maybe is on discussion, but I don't want. I, I don't want to. To put this, at this uh, at, since uh, that point, but at, at the same in at the end of 18th century, the beginning of 19th century, it was India mainly that helped very much to to see Great Britain as a common nation for all of these British that were uh, and Scottish that were was at the same were at the same time keeping uh, the what what was called later. The, the Commonwealth, the, the, the keeping uh, keeping the British North America and keeping uh, the beginning of, and keeping and developing Australia, and at the same time uh, building an enormous imp- empire in in India 
that's something that that resists till till 1947, as you know. At the same time, we're developing as a single nation, as a single in, inner nation in Great Britain. The same, but the same happened in French, in France. The same happened in Spain. They, we are not. We, I cannot define the the uh, Spain, uh, Castile, and Spain in the 17th and in 18th century as an as a nation, as a nation in the in the in the the sense that where we talk about nations uh, at, at this moment, it was a monarchy. A Catholic monarchy uh, built uh, trying to keep uh, keep uh, keep on a, a, a sense of unity, mainly based on a former empire, an old old regime empire in all over Hispanic America. But this was not uh, 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 a, a nation in the in the modern sense. But it was not a liberal empire in the modern sense. Uh, it was the the crisis of the old empire that helped the, the Spaniards to define themselves as a nation that wanted to compete, to compete with others, and keeping keeping up the their former the, the colonies that could maintain at, at the end of the Napoleonic crisis at the beginning of nineteenth century. Then the develop the, the development of the empire is the. It happened at the same time that the, the, the liberal empire. It happened at the same time the Spaniards def, uh, get accustomed to define themselves as a as a participating in a, in a single nation that is the the modern and contemporary Spain. I, I don't I don't put this argument uh, forward, but this is it seems to me, and the same happened with the French. Uh, we we cannot define the absolutist France as a nation. The, the real Spanish-French uh, nation uh, began with the French Revolution, and is this, it, it was the, the French Revolution in in they, in 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 its uh, in its development as a new as a new uh, before and after the, the Napoleonic period that developed uh, developed a new kind of empire uh, that can can be defined the the French Empire. In the, the the development of a republican and liberal empire, that's why I define, I I, I finally decide to uh, to define all of these developments as the as the building up of uh, imperial nations. And it was very surprised that nobody can use this this how do you call this in in English? I don't know. In Spain would be a syntagma. This this the the composing name. The composing name, uh, name and and sub- substantive, and uh, as a, the, 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 we we know that these were nations. We know that these were liberals, a kind of liberalism that is not the same everywhere. In France is not the same than than in Britain. But uh, a, a political regime that implies elections, citizenship, citizenship. Participation in political matters through parties, through parties, the civic society, etc., is a, and so on, is of course a liberal nation, and that's why I decide to call this liberal nations. But that's why I decide that these empires were built by liberal nations since the the end of 18th century and the beginning of 19th century. Of course, is is a debatable uh, solution, but uh, like. Uh, Sergio Elliot asked ask me asked to me at, at, long ago, but I'm still and still consider that this is a good title, but not only a good title, but a good concept in order to define the, the problems that I try to raise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And throughout the book, you insist that metropolitan and imperial transformations were always linked in in complex ways. Would you give us some examples of such linkages? I mean, was there fear in the metropole in in all of these four cases, or at least some of them, that this specialness, these special regimes meant to uh, prolong imperial rule in the colonies could spill over and, and, and come back to the metropole, complicate matters of political participation, rights, suffrage, 
in the metropole them, itself or metropoles themselves. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I can. Um, I can not. I can. Um, I can raise some examples, good examples about this. But the, the the main point here is to understand well that uh, the problem of to define the, the political framework, it was always a problem by the, the, the metropole and also by the relationship with, uh, with the subject that were in the, in the colonial spaces. The, the, let, me, let me mention some examples about this. Cuba was the main colony of Spain all along the 19th century, but Cuba, Cuba, Cuba not, was not only a, a, a colony based on slavery. Um, many Spaniards arrived there in, uh, mainly in the second, hand, second half of 19th century. Many, many of the Spaniards, Catalans, Basques, Galicians, people all over Spain, uh, emigrate to Cuba. Then how to guarantee that these people were pretty much having the same rights that they had in the metropolitan space? How to, how to build a political framework that allow this capacity for the Spaniards there and at the same time exclude the former slaves, the, the former slaves that, that they were uh, free, free, free persons at, at, in the same moment. How to exclude free persons in the, in the question of color? Of course, this is not saying nothing very impressive thinking in, uh, thinking in, in North America terms, thinking, thinking in, in the problems that the United States were facing at the same time. What happened at the end of the, the, the American Civil War? It was exactly the same problem that uh, Spaniards had to face. Uh, we can mention another example that is very clear. What happened with the, the mm, thousands and thousands of Frenchmen Frenchmen and women uh, that were that were emigrating to Algeria, the French Algeria that was colonized since 1830. The, that's it at the very beginning of the process we are trying to describe. That is something that happened all along the 19th century until the beginning of 20th century. It was very compli a complicated matter for the French to to uh, give to uh, make sure that the, French, the, the immigrating French were having some, uh, some political rights in the three departments, in the three de departments that were built in Algeria, and at the same time excluding the, 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 the native population, they say the Arabic-speaking population, and even the Berber population in, in the same place. Some of these um, Arab, Arabic people were having, there were people with some uh, in, in important social positions in, in the colony. They, they were mixing with the French in, in, some, in some places, in some cities, etc. We, we will see what happened with this. Um, this, the solutions made, uh, the solutions taken in 19th century, in when um, the colonial crisis started at the time of the Second World War in, in, in the 20th century. We'll see the cost of these solutions taken in 19th century. But these were the perfect examples about the intermixing not only of uh, populations that had to to be um, separate, that had to be segregated in the, in the colonies, but only the problems that the, to, to, um, to, uh, to decide or to build a political and a constitutional solution for these places that were uh, with these intermixing populations, with these two, two kinds of populations that were living side by side by side by side. These are perfect examples of the something that happened in the colonies, but they were that but that 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 was at the same times 
having a, a, an, an important um, an important impact in the in the in the in the in the metropoles. But this, as you know, immigrants uh, can go there and they go back to the, the, the metropoles and the, these problems travel with the immigrants, the, the immigrants and the immigrants. And these this problems will, cannot be isolated from the political life also, also in the metropoles and also or in, or in the colonies. That's, that's the quest. That's why the questions of uh, colonies and metropoles, the political solutions taken also in the in constitutional terms, are are so difficult to be to isolate, so, are so difficult to separate, are so difficult to restrict to a two different um, political and social life, one for the metropoles and one for the colonies, because the the, the colonies were always, uh, and the, the colonies were always under the scrutiny of the populations in the metropole. That's why. That's, that's why uh, this is the, the reason why the, 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 the idea of imperial nation is, is right and is proper in order to include of the solutions uh, in the questions that the historians, uh, the historians can solve and can understand and can explain for different places um, looking at this in the comparative ways. But looking at the same time in these specific places as a something that can be uh, can, can be understood in terms of uh, very specific terms by themselves. Dr. Federa, was the same or similar dynamics present in other imperial projects that faced revolutionary pressures and the imperative to reform, namely the great continental empires of Eurasia? Um, Romanov, Ottoman, Habsburg, Hohenzollern, Qing, uh, or are these Atlantic empires somehow different and, and special? Yeah, I, I don't want to be so Eurocentric, but uh, there is something that is different, uh, that was different since the very beginning. We are talking about the empires built through liberal revolutions all over Europe at the time of by the impact for, um, for them from the uh, revolution in France, the impact of revolution in France through the Napoleonic Wars, and maybe we can add to this the empires I, I use as example, for perhaps Holland uh, in Indonesia, but it's difficult difficult to imagine the empire with the court of Vienna or the empire of Romanov or the empires in, in Iran or in, in, in China. It's difficult to compare this because we're, I'm talking about a different experience. It's impossible to think about a problem of having subjects emerge in different situations in empires when, where the, equal, the idea of equality, the idea of information of us, some kinds of free information, the empires with uh, having within a kind of civic societies or something that it, that it's bound to be a civic society uh, at the end of 19th century, something like this, trying to compare this with empires I, I work. I, I, I like a lot to teach and to study about the former empire, the former empires before the 18th century. I'm not a contemporary historian. I like better to teach about 16, 15th and 16th century sometimes than 19th and 20th century. But in respect with the, what try what what we're try what we're try to uh, explain in the book is the question of the difference between uh, trying to compare. Different, uh, four different empires, but with something in common. That empires were the uh, liberal institutions, a kind of d- discussions about who is within the political system, who is outside. The questions about the 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 the, the statuses of the of inhabitants within the empires, being a slaves, former slave, 
or liberals or, or citizens, uh, free citizens or something like this, is always is a question in construction. It is never defined completely. It's always very blur and difficult to define. But it's something that happened in this the kind of empires I was trying to explain. It's difficult to to think about these questions outside the, the, the Atlantic wall. That's why for a long period of time, the, the idea of Atlantic wall uh, was sufficient in, it, in itself. This is not my case. That's why I, 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 uh, I, I given many, page, uh, many pages and, and it, 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 it occupied to myself a lot of hours and hours of study uh, trying to understand the, the British Empire, perhaps uh, through the, the influence of uh, Christopher Bailey, that impressed me so much a uh, long time ago, but to, in, to consider the, 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 the British Empire not something that happened not only in the Atlantic, but, even, but also in, uh, in, in Asia, in, in, in Southern Asia, on, in, in something that, that can give a, 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 a complete idea of what was exactly this monster of the British Empire, the, more, the most developed in the 19th century. But to me, it's very difficult to compare these experiences with empires outside this common experience of even, even the Romanov in, in Europe in, in some ways. It, of course, of course it, it, is, it, it would be very interesting to compare some uh, aspects of the, Roman, uh, the Romanov Empire in Russia uh, with, with some others. For instance, the abolition of, of serfdom in 10 years after the, 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 the American Civil War, if I remember well. Now, pretty much in 1861 or 18... Very much in parallel of the American Civil War. It's something that it was very much influenced by the, the, the general developments in, in Europe. The same happened with the Ottomans, and the same can be applied to the the what what were called the Central Empires uh, right be, right before the First World War. But but to me, we have to restrict to something that can be compared, not not in questions of facility or or for for something that it's very easy and that they have so many things in common. But this is something that can define a political entity. Uh, outside this, some of these questions, it's very difficult to compare. We can compare several um, different aspects. We can compare, we can compare uh, some points that, that, can be, uh, that can be isolated from, the, from, from, from others in, in, in different places. But at the end, there is a, something in common than define uh, a historical experience. And we cannot be confused about this. That's why I choose these four empires that maybe some others can be... I, 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 um, I, I started, for instance, thinking and having some doubts about to, 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 um, to incorporate in this kind of comparisons what happened with the, the, the Holland or, or the Dutch the, the, the in, in Indonesia the, at the same time. But at the end, I decided to exclude this because it was so, uh, to me, it was difficult enough to compare these four, four, uh, four empires. But we have to think that a historical experience is something that, 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 that have a sense in common that is something that cannot be extended in order to be in a in a in a ground that can be easily confused and this is something that happened for instance in this uh, with these intentions of describe the entire world using some sometimes things 
quite superficial that all the humanity has in common, but uh, but without comparing what really can deserve to be compared. And, and this is, for, for instance, if we want to talk about liberal revolutions, we have to, to know what is a liberal revolution. If we have to talk about imperial nations, we have to understand well what is a nation and what is in, in, in imperial nation in, in, in the liberal world, because that's why in the subtitle I mentioned exclusion, a citizenship, and something like this. This is not... It, it doesn't make sense, for instance, for instance, in China, in, at the same, in, in this in this period that I, I that I choose. Mm -hmm. And finally, where has this project taken you, Dr. Federa? What are you currently working on? Uh, <laughs> good question and mm -hmm. difficult to answer. I just finished a book, a new one that is coming. It's going to come come uh, come out in November or December uh, by a, Spanish, uh, a, a, a publishing house based in Barcelona. Uh, it's a long one, too, uh, something that it, it's, it, was all, it is always difficult to control by myself, uh, pretty much uh, 500 pages. And it's the last one about empires. I want to... I, I, I'm, I'm tired about this this question. I want to to, to take some time to to meditate, to to think carefully about my. Uh, before I have a, uh, I'll tell you about what is this book, and I tell you what is one more project that maybe having some rest now I can I can work in this next future. I will see. I, I I'm not sure. The book is about. The title of the book is Before Anti-Imperialism. It is about the humanitarian and philanthropic uh, currents within these empires that we were mentioned and talking about all along, in, in the same period, more or less. It is uh, about, about, uh, about um, an uh, abolitionist, uh, about... Uh, these currents of philanthropy in relation with the aborigines in Australia and some other places is about the, the people who respond and, and who criticize the way the African colonization was made at the, in the second half of the 19th century. And, this pe and the people who, who established relationships between people in different countries, mainly about uh, in, the, in the Caribbean, the United States, Europe, some places in Europe and, and, and Africa and trying to see the, the genealogy and limits, this is the, the subtitle of the book uh, the, the title is Before Anti-Imperialism and the subtitle is The Genealogy and Limits of a Humanitarian or Humanitarian um, Corn or something like this I do not remember now exactly and the, the book is, is written, the book is going to be published quite quite soon. And and this in 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 principle is the last that I wanted to write about these empires, about this with these materials I accumulate for a long period of time. I still I have a a different a different kind of project. This is a monography about the agrarian policies of several empires. Uh, all along the 19th century, um, I'm, I'm a, I started as an economic and social historian, and what interested most to me is the, the circumstances and the problems that the, the, the common people raised, mainly in, in the transformation of, the, the, of agriculture and, and rural conditions since the 18th century to the 20th century. It's something that I have a pile of material about this, but I need to have some rest after the after the, this book is coming out and to and to think about a little bit about my future or about my problems because still still I'm, I I I had for a period of time 
I had a, maybe I'm talking so much, you have to tell me about if it's, if this is true. You can, you can say that is, it's enough. But I, for a period of time, I work on questions of nationalism in, in Catalonia and Spain. And it's something that I want to, to put completely aside. I want to write a little bit about this. It, it's a regionalism, nationalism, liberal state, uh, integration, uh, segregation, uh, conflicts, national conflicts in all over the Europe and, and all of this. And I want to write a little bit more. But I have these two directions that I can, uh, in, the, in the last 10 years, if it's possible, I can, I can look about. Uh, one is questions of um, European history, mainly, uh, Spanish history, uh, Catalan history, because I'm Catalan. Uh, I'm, I'm a Catalan, not nationalist at all, but I'm, I'm Catalan. And I, I like to write in Catalan sometimes. It's something that I can do well, and I like to very, very much to do it. Uh, I, I will see what, is, what I'm going to do. But still there is this question that interested to me so much about the, uh, the rural policies, the agrarian policies of several empires all over the world, mainly in, in some places in the Caribbean and, and Africa. And I will see what, what I'm able to do. I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure I'll be able to have the capacity to, 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 make, to do to make, to write some good comparisons about this, this question. But the, this, the question on the acres and, and the mule and the mules and uh, still something that interests me so, so much. Well, I wish you all the best of luck in your future endeavors and projects, Dr. Fredera. It was a real pleasure talking to you today. Thank you for joining the New Books Network. And I want to go to, go to Naysville sometimes. <laughs> I'll see you there.